Blog Talk Radio. This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling world. John Sullivan. It's Babs, I Boosie. Michael Thompson talking. The phenomenal AJ Styles. Xavier Rose. Charles Johnson. Psycho Killer, Kamasa Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast Radio. Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. <laughs> yes, a uh, little smooth opening there for Sportscast Radio in the standing eight count. Uh, following up, uh, you know, last night's PBC in Minneapolis here. Uh, I am Jordan. Uh, I expect to be joined by uh, Eliza and Ryan, who were also at the show last night. Uh, and uh, obviously, we'll try and break down some of the uh, the the haps that we saw live, um, as well as some of the potential uh, matchups you could see come out of it. Uh, we'll uh, obviously discuss, discuss uh, Jamal James's uh, victory, and again, those matchups that can come from that. Uh, again, the uh, the event was at the Armory in Minneapolis last night. Always a cool venue. Uh, we'll also touch on a little bit of the free agency that occurred over the last week with uh, CP3 obviously being dished to Oklahoma City, uh, and in return, you reunite uh, one James Harden and, and Brian Westbrook. So we'll see how that uh, that can maybe. Uh, pan out as far as things go. Uh, we'll also have uh, maybe a little talk on the MLB All-Star Game, the ridiculous home run derby that occurred. And obviously, we've already uh, finished up the first series here um, as Minnesota Twins folks. And uh, we're, we're pleased with, uh, with the outcome. Uh, obviously, today not being the greatest of it, but it did pretty darn good. Uh, maybe we'll also talk a little bit, speaking of those home runs, uh, the commission uh, put a little statement out saying essentially that they're not, uh, you know, uh, juicing the balls or not changed in any way, shape, or form. But obviously, we have to keep in mind that uh, MLB owns the company that makes the baseball. So it's kind of weird. Uh, maybe if you're a conspiracy theorist of the baseball type, you would definitely understand some of those things that are occurring there. Uh, probably sneaking a real MVP and a little bit more. Um, Again, we'll uh, we're, we're just gonna jump right into the boxing here. So we'll we'll touch uh, again last night's card, the PDC on Fox Sports One. Uh, we were treated to another hometown favorite, Jamal James. Um, you know, for I believe his fourth uh, consecutive fight being at uh, at the Armory. Um, you know, against uh, you know against DeMarco or, uh, and uh, Antonio DeMarco. Um, obviously a previous champion, no slouch by any means, but uh, maybe getting a little long in the tooth in regards to uh, his his overall stability. Um, we also saw, uh, let's see, Gerald Washington against uh, Robert Hellenius, a um, couple heavyweights there. Uh, we saw Charles Martin and Daniel Martz. That was uh, another uh, another big guy fight. We also saw Brian Perea, Dominique, and uh, Dominique Dalton. And... Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it was it was a pretty solid night overall. It moved really fast, or what felt like really fast in comparison to most uh, most cards that we've seen at the Armory. Um, you know, it, even though uh, you know maybe you you just felt like things were were moving kind of sluggish at times, but at the same time, like I I didn't feel like I was there as long as other times. Um, 
you know, we got in uh, pretty um, pretty early on the uh, on the event. There, we missed uh, a couple of undercard ones that you probably won't see um, in any way, shape, or form. But um, we did see. Uh, let's see, we saw. God, who was it? Uh, the first fight that I recall seeing was going to be the. Um, dang, where was it? My notes uh, kind of just disappeared on my screen here. I apologize. Um, uh, Gary Antonio Russell versus uh, Francisco Pedraza, and uh, not exactly a, uh, a a great great outing for for Pedraza there because uh, he he got pummeled for for just the entire fight. It, it was it was literally a shutout. There was not much like. Uh, Pedraza could do as Russell was tagging him all night long, um, and it just didn't uh, it didn't spare any well. Very one sided. Actually, it was kind of a little less lackluster, except for obviously if you're looking at the bright sides of uh, of of Russell's performance again, because it just it was so dominating. Um, you know, beyond that, you know, nothing special to talk about there. Um, the Dominic uh, Dalton and Bryant Perea matchup. Um, obviously, that one's um, uh, pretty good. They're both been, uh, you know, prospects. Um, let's see. It ended up going just into the third round, and it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, wasn't something you kind of expected. It was just uh, uh, Perea. Um, you know, he, he literally just gave it to him. By, you know, in that third round, and there was just a good, uh, a good solid uh, smattering of punches there, and he just not, not much that really. Uh, that really impressed me. Um, the Charles Martin, Daniel Martz one, that was uh, a four, a four round fight. And it was, uh, it, it went pretty darn quick. Um, I just, because again, they were, they were throwing, it was definitely a little sloppier, uh, in comparison, but, uh, you know, when you're, when you're looking at, um, I'm going to call them mid tier heavyweights. Uh, it's, uh, it's a it's a it's a thing, you know. When you have mid tier heavyweights, you're not going to see, um, you know, the crisp punches or, or maybe the styles of, of maybe like an Anthony Joshua. But you are definitely going to see guys swinging for for the home run. And obviously, it occurred here. Um, Charles Martin just uh, just just getting the best of all overall. Uh, There's a couple good exchanges in this one, um, but uh, outside of that, Charles Martin handled business to to get done in the fourth. Um, Let's see. It was uh, it was good. It just uh, it's just a good night. Uh, the Gerald Washington Robert Hellenius match that one is definitely um, definitely one to watch as far as uh, overall entertainment value goes. Um, definitely had a good back and forth feel to it. Um, and then um, and then obviously again uh, you know the uh, Gerald Washington comes out and uh, and, and just tags them and it, it was. It was pretty pretty brutal when you uh, when you looked at it, um, and uh, Lennius went down. It was it was definitely again another one where there uh, I'll say in comparison to Martin in March, you could definitely see some more crispness with a couple guys who had a little more uh, a, a few more fights between them. I think if you add up the numbers, um, you know they both about uh, just over. Um, just over that kind of 50% mark in regards to their KO percentage. So you're always looking to, to again, see a big knockout here. Um, 
Washington, you know, being uh, I'll, I'll probably say a little more of the underdog, having not having youth on his side as he was uh, 37 years old at the time, um, you know, and and again, you know, Hellenius uh, 35. So I mean, it's not like these guys are spring chickens. They should be knowing what they're doing, and they uh, they got in there and did the damn thing. Um, Gerald Washington again knocking him out in the eighth. Uh, good back and forth fight. I think you should definitely give it a shot at some point, and I don't know why I realized this, but I got uh, Elijah on hold. I didn't get a text message there. there. So, uh, let's see here. We'll pop him in there. Elijah, representing the the name we gave you a lot of crap for last night as you load up uh, Boulder's Gate in <laughs> in the press box at uh, <laughs> at the Armory. How you doing, brother? Uh, I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing good, doing good. You know, I started touching on the card a little bit here, and I definitely want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, overall, uh, what did you think of the night overall before before we go uh, the bad by the Oh, that was a it was a it was a really fun card. Probably probably the best one I've seen uh, come to Minneapolis. Uh, just a lot of ex- exciting um, knockouts and. Some good back and forth fights. Uh, Jamal James Demarco fight was probably pretty easily the fight of the night for me. Not only just because it was the two biggest names on the card, it's just that was a really good uh, back and forth fight with a lot of back and forth action. Even though the scorecard wasn't that close, it was one of those fights where you you watch the fight and James is clearly clearly winning but DeMarco was competitive and and tough and had his moments so yeah overall I really enjoyed it yeah stellar uh stellar fight I you know uh you know we were both watching it kind of from different angles you were on the uh the balcony level there and I was uh I was on the floor uh the atmosphere was awesome obviously Jamal James uh hometown favorite um it was his fourth fight at the armory um is is there anything that stood out crowd wise for you uh, for the event? Was there anything that you you thought? Um, I was saying earlier on before uh, before we really got into the thick of things. I said it was probably one of the bigger crowds. Um, I feel like it's always grown every time there's an event there. Uh, you know, I think you and I have been to a combined three each. Uh, would you feel like the same uh, assessment? Yeah, I would say so. Um, definitely felt like there's more people there. Uh, one thing that I do notice is that we uh, really support our hometown guys, so um, you can definitely you definitely feel the pop when it's when it's a hometown guy fighting. So that's good, and yeah, it was just it's it's growing, and I feel like it's going to be a pretty good like spot underrated spot to start seeing like boxing events and not necessarily always just having the boxing events have like a local theme to them. Like, I feel like they can start getting more, uh, more recognized fighters in more nationally recognized fighters in and not always have the theme be the hometown theme for the cards. So it's, it's definitely trending in the right direction. For sure, for sure, yeah, definitely starting to see a few more names out there too, which is which is going to be really fun. Um, 
the the card obviously you know we had uh, Antonio DeMarco and Joel James in, in the in the main event. Um, you know I actually scored it exactly uh, what I, what I thought it was. I thought it was ninety eight ninety two, um, but I didn't. Uh, and I thought that that second round obviously is the lost round. And I, I thought there was a couple close ones. Uh, like you said, DeMarco being um, DeMarco being active but definitely being outlanded. I think uh, I think since I was on the lower floor, I saw on the screen that. Uh, I think it was in the eighth round or right around there that uh, James had land, outlanded him some like two sixteen to like to like one oh eight or something like that, and and, yeah. and like I felt like you could see that you know what I mean. He was definitely giving him punches and volumes, and not only that, like uh, I think that visibly you could see it on Demarco's face. I mean, uh, definitely at the end of the fight, but as as the fight progressed, he was getting tagged by Jamal James, and, and honestly, uh, a lot a lot of heart. Uh, both these guys went in there toe to toe at times, and uh, and uh, yeah, uh, excellent fight, entertaining as far as things go. And in despite that scorecard, you know that ninety eight ninety two definitely uh, Jamal James controlled it in regards to just the sheer numbers and volume. But uh, but it, it definitely felt a lot closer when you're watching it. Uh, definitely some tense moments for the crowd. Yeah. Um... DeMarco uh, definitely worked worked the body very well. And there are times where I'm just like, was begging James to get out of there and just kind of get his flurries landed and, and hop back out and kind of make DeMarco come to him. But James is the type of fighter where, you know, he, he can outbox guys, but he kind of feel like he likes to, he likes to fight and you can see that when first round you see he kind of pretty much stuck with his game plan and fought on the outside most of the time and won the round fairly easily and then the second round comes around and you know he's winning that round fairly easily by boxing and then the only round of the night that he lost in my eyes he kind of fought with DeMarco and traded with him and he ended up losing that round. So I don't know. He's just, he's one of those guys that comes to fight, even though his, he has a more of a style of boxer, he will be in there and bang with guys and it's crowd pleasing, but sometimes you get kind of worried. <laughs> oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Again, you know, for, for the local guy, it was definitely palpable, um, in regards to, uh, in regards to what, uh, what, what people were feeling uh, as some of those exchanges were occurring. They were, I mean, they were, they were, like you said, kind of toe to toe banging. And it was, um, it was interesting to you, you just like, you're, you're wondering who's going to be the one to step out, you know, or, or, or who's going to take the shot that, that is it going to end there. Um, now, obviously touching on that style here, you know, the, you know, the big theme of the night was uh, you need this shot. You know, he's one, uh, his last, I think, five fights coming off his only loss in the uh, in his professional career. Uh, so he's 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 won five out of the last six for a total of twenty five and one. Um, do you think it's time he, he gets a shot at a strap? Yeah, he definitely is. He's definitely ready for it. I don't know if it's going to be this next fight that he get or his next fight that he gets one, but. He's got to start looking to get one within his next next couple of fights. He's uh, 
he's ready, and I don't really see anyone out there right now who he's going to fight besides one of the belt holders. So who knows? They were talking about him maybe fighting Peralta. They're like kind of setting that up maybe for a fight for him before his title fight, but who knows? So, so obviously, you know, there's still obviously some great big names in the 147 rankings here. Um, Crawford, Spence, Pacquiao, Thurman, Porter, and Garcia. Um, obviously two of them are going to meet uh, in the coming weeks here. Um, what, what matchup do you think would be the best for him um, of those uh, what is that? Six names, five names, uh, and um, and what do you think would be obviously the worst matchup, the, the clear outmatching as far as that goes? Um, it's kind of hard to say just because those guys all are pretty much tied up right now. Um, I know there's talk of him possibly fighting the the winner of the Lipinier, um the Lipinier fight that's coming up. And that oh, like right. those yeah, two yeah. I think that's what what they're going to I think that's who they're likely looking to match him up with is the Lipinier. I mean I've someone's mentioned something about possibly the winner of Pacquiao Thurman too. Um, I think Spencer Crawford at this point probably would be the worst matchups for him, and then I think he could hang with pretty much everybody else besides like besides those two at this point. So, um, well, yeah, you you said who would who would outmatch him? Um, I think like obviously Crawford and Spence at this point are probably the two worst matchups for like anybody. <laughs> in that weight class, <laughs> including yeah. him. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I think he can hang. I think he could. I think he could hang, or beat, you know, other guys that you mentioned. So. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's really interesting you say that. Uh, obviously, uh, you got to assume one of these guys is going to be going up to 154 soon. Um, yeah. Uh, Crawford. Again, you, you you hit the hell nail on the head. I, I think if he were to try to bang with somebody like Crawford, uh, that would be a very short fight. Um, Crawford makes uh, makes people make mistakes, and then when they make mistakes, he destroys them, uh, and that that's just that's just how it happens. Uh, Spence, uh, you know, again, kind of a, a, as far as people being in their own lane. I mean, Spence also is driving a very fast car and uh, and getting and getting his job done. Um, Certainly, would like to see some some matchup between him and one of these gentlemen as well. Um, Pacquiao Thurman, obviously coming up. Do you want to do you want to touch on that? Uh, do you think uh, there's going to be some some good fireworks from that? Do, do you think uh, it's going to be one to watch or underwhelming, or where, where are you at with that matchup? I think it'll be a good matchup. I think ultimately Thurman's youth gets him the gets him the win, but. I think uh, Pacquiao will put up a good showing and might be able to shock a lot of people. I mean, I don't know. A lot of people are like not really saying that Thurman's going to win anyways. It's pretty much a pick 'em fight at this point. 
if I would have, if you would have said this a few years, if they would have had this matchup like a couple years ago and Thurman was like looking like really good before the injuries and stuff, I would say I don't think Pacquiao stands a chance, but the fight is a much different fight fight now, and Pacquiao could very well go in there and win. So yeah, I think it'll be an intriguing matchup. Yeah, in Pacquiao, I mean, like uh, like a, like a fine wine, he seems to only get better with age. It seems. I mean, his last what three fights have been pretty uh, pretty entertaining in themselves, and he's obviously shown that he can uh, he can still handle uh, handle throwing the throwing the throwing the fists with the best of them. Uh, it doesn't matter who at this point. Um, still, uh, still, you know, uh, again a champion after the uh, the terrible. Uh, <laughs> Uh, atrocity that occurred in Australia, uh, but uh, but yeah, he, he this this definitely should be an entertaining fight. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of hoping that uh, Thurman pulling a uh, he pulled a uh, 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 Lomachenko in regards to uh, you know the first uh, his first comeback fight there not being so so crisp so great or everything that you expected from his previous self. But uh, if he does what Lomachenko does uh, in his second bout uh, and really turns it up and shows that he is uh, indeed uh, better after the surgery, uh, that could be that could be a huge boost for him as far as it goes. I feel like he's got um, a lot to gain uh, from a Pacquiao um, uh, if he if he if he beats a Pacquiao right now um, uh, coming off that surgery. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean he's like he's to get like to get all the doubters to kind of come back, you know, get back on the Keith Thurman bandwagon. He's got to, he's got to pretty much dominate Pacquiao or retire Pacquiao in my opinion. Cause he just, he's winning, but he just doesn't, he doesn't look, looked as dominant as he was. And I guess, you know, it's injuries and inactivity, but he like needs a dominating performance very badly here. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I I will say he, he definitely needs that to really uh, to make a uh, a difference there. Um, let's see. Uh, we did see a couple heavyweight matchups uh, last night between you know between the uh, before the 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 headliner that occurred there. We saw um, Charles Martin and Daniel Martz, and uh, obviously we saw uh, Robert Helenius and Gerald Washington. What uh, which uh, which heavyweight matchup did you prefer? And uh, and and. Uh, any thoughts on either of those big matchups? I like I, I, the Washington uh, Hellenius matchup was obviously a, a, a better fight from start to finish. The ebbs and flows were better. It was more entertaining. They both Washington and Hellenius looked like sharper, better fighters to me. Um, Martin and the Martin, sorry, the Martin Marks fight was okay. I mean, with that one guy, Marks was obviously overmatched by Martin, who's a pretty decent fighter. But I definitely the the Martin Lennis fight was like one of the top three fights of the night to me because at one point, like before uh, Martin knocked Lennis out, you thought Armina. Washington knocked Hellenius out. You pretty much you thought he was done. Like Hellenius was 
landing his jab and looked like he was really wearing him down and getting him tired. And he comes out the next round and hits Hellenius with that huge punch, kind of buckles him. And then, like, 20 seconds later, he hits him with another bomb and the fight's over. <laughs> so that that one that one was uh was pretty good and pretty dramatic in my opinion. Yeah, definitely a uh definitely a uh tough situation there as far as um as far as that goes. Yeah, he showed a lot of heart. Uh obviously uh you know his uh last uh five fights no no easy uh <laughs> no easy goes as far as this goes. Uh outside of the victory from Robert Lenius there he's also taken uh he's taken losses from Adam Kanaki. Uh, Gerald Miller and Deontay Wilder, so um, not exactly uh, not exactly a, a uh, easy uh, last few fights for him over the last uh, what looks like uh, two years here. So uh, shout outs to Gerald Miller for getting it done over Hellenius, um, who, who this is only Hellenius' uh, second loss uh, in 30 fights. Um, you know, 35 years old, born dang near uh, dang near same dang near the same day as me. Uh, but uh, definitely sticks a lot more with the uh, the European fighters as far as uh, as far as majority of his work goes. Um, I believe this is his yeah, first time we, fighting. I believe this is his first time fighting in the United States. If I if I remember correctly, this is like his United States debut. If I'm if I'm if I remember, you are correctly. correct. You are ab- absolutely correct. It, it was his U.S. debut, actually. Um, Let's see, and then, uh, um, but the, uh, the, you know, obviously, again, uh, as far as uh, his other loss goes, uh, to one Dillian White. So it, it's kind of interesting seeing where, uh, you know, both these fighters uh, being, a, being a part of that current pantheon of heavyweight champions. Um, we'll call them their, their, their stories. Unfortunately, they're, they're, they're but footnotes in them, but they're, they're certainly uh, names that uh, uh, worth watching when you, when you look at this card. Um, any other standouts as far as uh, as far as this goes, or, or any other final notes before maybe we jump into another sport here? Oh, um, I just wanted to give uh, a shout out to a a guy that was on the card last night that put on a very good performance on one of the like he was like the second to last fight I think, but his name was uh, his name is Carlos uh, Balderas. He actually uh, gave Ryan an interview. After his fight, and uh, he's a, I think he's a two, he's a 2016 uh, Olympian uh, in Rio. Uh, he's a lightweight. He is a very, uh, very talented guy. Um, he fought against uh, Fink Funkel, Robert, what? Robert Frankel. Robert Frankel. Yeah, and I, he just he outclassed him. He stopped him. Beat him up. Frankel spit his mouth, spit his mouth guard out a couple times. Got to the point where it's like you're waiting up for, for waiting on the ref to stop the fight, and uh, he finally stopped it. But he uh, he probably put on the most, in my opinion, probably put on the most dominating performance of the night, um, and looked really good doing it. Unfortunately, he injured his his hand or something in the fight. He thought he broke it, but it, I don't think it was broken. I think it was more of like a tendon issue or something but but yeah he uh he looked good and I just wanted to give him props and I wanted to thank him for letting us like interview him after the fight in the locker room and um hopefully hopefully we can get him on the show and 
kind of do some more stuff with them in the future. So very cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, his uh, I you know I I. I that fight was definitely very dominating. Uh, obviously, though, though, they did some fights after the uh, the actual PBC card. Uh, Carlos being a part of that one. Carlos eight and zero currently in his career, and definitely uh, definitely was uh, when when I was walking out was thundering over uh, over Robert uh, uh, Red Hot uh, Red Hot Rob Frankel, I believe is what uh, what his name was. Um, but uh, yeah, that definitely uh, you know that that fight probably would have been one of the um, as far as yeah, again, you're right. One of the better or best uh, performances, um, yeah, as far as that goes. Uh, the only other one that I would I'd obviously note out that would be Gary Antonio Russell um, over oh, uh, yeah, Francisco that was... Pedraza. That, that was um, very one-sided as far as uh, bantamweight goes. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, a solid night. Probably again, you, you touched you touched on it. Uh, probably one of the best cards. Again, you got to see uh, definitely some knockouts, some big hitters. Um, it was definitely cool to see some heavyweights. Um, really, who's the big uh, dude? Doing some things there. What's who's that? the Who's the guy that he was either Cuban or Puerto Rican, and he and he oh. like beat the, beat the crap out of that. He beat the crap out of that one dude that looked like Vinny Chase. That was uh, like, Vinny Chase's fuck up friend from Entourage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Frank Sanchez, uh, the from Cuba. Um, yeah, he uh, he definitely beat the brakes off of Jason Bergman. Uh, it was uh, <laughs> oh man, that was definitely not uh, not a good moment for him at all. Uh, Jason uh, Jason up from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, uh, his last uh, let's see, so one, two, three, four, five. Lost five out of his last six fights. Uh, not going so hot for him. Um, and actually, look, it looks again. You know, I, I, and I, I feel bad when I laugh at something like this because God knows I can't imagine myself faring better, better in that weight class. Um, but it looks like he's uh, he's taking a lot of KOs, is what, uh, what I'm seeing here. A lot of TKOs and uh, and losses by unanimous decision. So um, certainly not uh, uh, not one that usually goes his way. And it's certainly uh, again Frank Sanchez. Uh, put the work on him. Oh man, that was, that was rough. Like listening to like the body shots he was hitting them with. And then all of a sudden the straight, like straight punches that he started landing, like through his guard. Yikes. Oh yeah. But do you know, do you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Did you watch, did you watch Entourage? What was that guy's name? The turtle. He was like the, no, he was a childhood friend of Vinny Chase who comes around every once in a while. But he come oh, around and he got like yeah I can't remember uh guy what's his name uh man I know exactly who you're talking about yeah it, uh God um uh what is his name oh it's gonna bug me I I remember I know exactly who you're talking about but yeah it, like he ends up like joining for like a season and a half and then. Uh, and it's like he's gone, and it's just uh, but yeah, he keeps he keeps he keeps messing up like crazy. <laughs> and then he's he's one of the he's one of the he's one of those cop, one of the cops like dirty cops in in the in the wire who's partnered up with they're like the two like idiot cops in the wire. I forgot what yeah what their characters was it his name Dom in the show was it Dom yeah Dom that's what it is Dom. <laughs> oh what a dork. Uh, <laughs> Uh, makes me laugh. Oh man, yeah, definitely looked like that, and he was definitely getting worked. Um, 
obviously we have not done a uh, sportscast in a while here, so some some big things occurred over the uh, over the last uh, uh, we'll say uh, vacation period of, that we've been taking advantage of. Uh, United States women took home their second consecutive World Cup. Uh, thoughts on their performance uh, uh, in this uh, in this World Cup? I, uh, I I don't really watch a ton of soccer, but um, men or women's, but I did follow the USA women just because you know they're they're outspoken on a lot of political issues that I agree with as well. So I kind of followed them on this run, and they're quite impressive and makes you wonder like why they don't get the respect that the men the men's soccer uh program gets and they're much better. So I was happy for him. It was good. I uh I enjoyed it. I kinda I saw this funny uh tweet at their celebration parade or whatever where what's her name? Rapone or whatever? Uh, uh like, Rapino. Rapino was getting lit. That was hilarious. Like uh I just it was fun to watch them, and I like how they're outspoken, and you know they they can play. It's just it's it's good for it's good for the sport. Uh, it was it was good to watch. I was quite impressed. Yeah, Me- Megan Rapino obviously uh, did uh, did work um, as far as her uh, her World Cup goes. Uh, six goals, two assists um, in those five matches. Um, uh, definitely, definitely you know, uh, huge. Uh, I like the group round always makes me, uh, really happy because I was looking at the, the goals for and goals, uh, the goals against, and they, uh, they went 18 and Oh, uh, as far as goals for goals against in three matches, obviously they had that uh, ridiculous game against Thailand, that opener. Um, but yeah, then again, yeah. they handled business the entire, <laughs> the entire way. And there was, there was no, uh, letting off the gas, um, at all, um, in regards to the, uh, uh, the route that they took, they had to beat a strong England, a strong Netherlands, uh, France. I mean, they went through the who's who in regards as far as Europe goes. And then they did uh, obviously handle business um, against their one South American opponent in uh, Chile. Um, yeah, just just they 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 did work. Uh, it was very cool. Uh, always good to see um, our U.S. teams do well. Um, I, again, I, I I like your touch on the point. Uh, obviously, there's no. Uh, no um, shortage of what we'll call um, we'll call it controversy, but certainly I think um, I think in light of it, uh, probably not terrible and by any means as far as the grand scope of things goes. Uh, I was really hoping to see some really cool, uh, um, really cool T-shirts come out of that. Where you know, obviously, uh, uh, somebody said uh, you know you haven't even finished the job yet, kind of thing. Like I kind of want to see uh, see something that said. Uh, that maybe had a little message to it, but uh, yeah, Megan yeah. Rapino, um, awesome. Uh, her partner is uh, uh, what uh, WNBA star uh, Sue Bird, obviously there. So uh, mm-hmm. as far as uh, as far as um, you know, champion couples go, man, that's uh, that's definitely a move right there. So, so shout out to both of them uh, celebrating that win. That's very cool. Um, obviously the. Uh, we also 
we touched on it a little bit when we were actually at the fight talking about it. Uh, pretty pretty big trade coming through uh, on the back end of this free agency period here. Uh, we saw uh, CP3 end up in OKC, um, and uh, and obviously they sent their 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 crown jewel uh, one Brian uh, Brian Westbrook to. Uh, to Houston, Russell West- uh, Brody Russell Westbrook. Sorry, yeah, Brody. I'm sorry, Brody Russell Westbrook. Yeah, the Brian Westbrook. Suddenly, I'm playing uh, NFL. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's. Uh, what do you think of that trade as far as things go? Is it going to work out in Houston, um, reuniting the two teammates, but obviously both uh, having, um, we'll call them alpha roles, and then their particular teams. You know, it could work. I'd give it about a 50-50 shot to work. I mean, I've heard rumors that Harden and Westbrook really like each other, and like out of probably the big four that were in OKC at the time, like they were like the two closest, and they're actually pretty good friends. And, um, you know, there are some angles that people are kind of bringing up that could work, you know, with them. A lot of people are saying that, you know, they're not going to have – having each other on the team, they're not going to have to play as many minutes as they were before. And you're going to be able to kind of like interchange them. And they're not always going to be on the floor together. Maybe, um, you know, a lot of people are saying since they're such good friends that they're not going to argue over who's shooting the ball and stuff. And they're going to kind of figure it out because they really want to, they really want to make it work and they really want to win. But I mean, everyone says that, when they first kind of get there and they're in the, uh, what you call it stage, the, the honeymoon stage, you know, and then after a while shit happens. So I don't know. I don't know how they're going to share the ball being so ball down, both players being so ball dominant. I mean, Chris Paul even like started getting to the point where he was kind of, complaining about touches and he usually he's usually not one to complain about touches so i don't know man it's it'll be interesting yeah it's um I, again i you know you touched on all the stuff that i i i i, I feel it i feel like it has to almost be different i i i want to say that um you know it can it can be done uh it'll be interesting to see the route that they try to take when they are on the court, though. I think that's going to be the thing to watch. Um, if they end up separating them off, uh, you know, on their shifts, as far as that goes, I mean, that's, that's a pretty good, um, you know, if they're, if they're both going to be playing, I, I, I don't know. I, it, it's, it's weird how you try to structure that minute structure, if that's the case too. Um, you know, but it, I don't, I don't see it working. I, I, if if you can't work with one of the best point guards in the league, in Chris Paul, who can you work with? Aunt Jemima. <laughs> you know what I mean, but like, but like, you know, yeah. I mean, if, if Chris Paul, Chris Paul, Michael Scott, uh, pro- probably probably the best uh, point guard of this of this generation. Um, you know what? What what can't you do? Like what? Where's the where's the communication breakdown? And, and, and as far as people who's only gotten better with age, Chris Paul seems like uh, you know injuries aside, that dude whenever he plays, he, he spits it out and makes it happen. Dude, 
dude never quit. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure how this one's really going to pan out. Uh, what are the chances Chris Paul actually plays a game in Oklahoma City this year? I think 50-50. I mean, you think, I think it could be a, a move by Oklahoma City to try and acquire more draft picks and just kind of the, be a guy that they're getting to acquire more assets. But, I mean, you never know. They could be looking to for Chris Paul to come in there and mentor some guys and play, but is Chris Paul going to want to play for a team that is in serious rebuild mode this stage in his career? So, yeah. Well, he's getting paid right now. He has a sweet contract. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, if, if he's going to get traded, do you, do you see, uh, do you see him going anywhere big? Do you, do you feel like it can be a thing? Is he going to go to the Lakers this time? Uh, he's like, finally. Uh, finally, the trade will no, work. No, five years yeah. late, Kobe, ten years late. Does any, does any Kobe comes out of retirement? <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard, uh, oh, man. I heard there's some rumor going around that Kuzma's back on the block, trading block, and they're looking to uh, get trade Kuzma for – um, God, who was it? I can't remember who it was, but God, now nah, I can't think. Of, I can't think of who it was, but it was like an established like guard who they were like all of a sudden now that like could be in the works for going to L.A. for Kuzma. So I don't know. Who knows? But it wasn't Chris Paul. <laughs> so so you get to uh, yeah that, that's. Um, do you think uh, New York is an option? No. I would, if I was Chris Paul, I think I'd rather stay in OKC than go to New York. Cause New York is just like New York is becoming the like black hole of the NBA, where you just you don't want to go because it's run so badly and their their look has been so poor and they're just have kind of turned into a joke of a franchise from where they used to be. So I, I'm thinking if I'm Chris Paul, I'm like, nah, I'm good on New York. Yeah, you know, obviously I think it still comes down to the uh, the the ownership in New York that, that, that definitely poops it all out. Uh, James Dolan. Um, and then uh, – and then beyond that, like nothing is, uh, nothing seems to be working when when uh, when their experiments occur. Um, yeah, that, that trade was pretty damn uh, interesting. Uh, I thought it was perplexing to see it uh, occur, and then and then now I'm kind of curious what the aftermath of the aftermath is going to be. Um, NBA obviously having one of the most interesting free agencies um, in a few years, to say the least. I mean, it's one thing to have three guys sign on the same team, but it's another thing to see some of these trades that have occurred um, to a goal along with these. Um, and then, you know, some of the movements where, you know, you thought maybe, uh, you know, you're the champion would stay with uh, with his team, but uh, goes to the Clippers. Um, uh, kind of speaking of, speaking of uh, California teams, uh, obviously uh, – Let's see the Angels uh, in Major League Baseball. As far as kind of cool stories go this week, uh, obviously they, they had to suffer through um, their teammate Tyler Skaggs' um, uh, unexpected passing. 
Um, he would have been 28 um, on, uh, uh, let's see, a, a day or so ago, and um, and he had uh, um, they had a combined no hitter. Uh, they and with that no hitter, it occurred on uh, on Skaggs' birthday, and the team was actually celebrating him as far as that day goes. I mean, a lot of people wearing their forty fives. Um, you know, he uh, he was wearing. Uh, uh, I mean, again, it's just it's just just crazy as far as the team goes. They all took the 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 final out ball ended up actually in his locker as far as that goes. So there's kind of a little shrine going. Um, in, in memory of obviously their fallen teammate, um, but again they won 13-0, and I just thought it was a cool story where you know they uh, they hit a they have a combined team no hitter on, uh, on on what would have been his birthday. Yeah, and then Mike Trout hit like a 454 foot home run. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's that for yeah. There's lots of weird uh, parallels. There's lots of weird parallels. To Kyle, Tyler Skaggs and to that game, yeah, it was quite interesting. Yeah, yeah uh, obviously thirteen. Uh, his birthday is seven thirteen. The last time it happened was actually on his birth, his literal day of birth, like July thirteen, nineteen ninety one, like the day he was born. It's just, it was, uh, it was a crazy thing. Like I, 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 I but again, I, I, you know, people it makes you think of. People, you think that the afterlife exists. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that higher power thing. You know what I mean? You definitely start yeah. questioning things, the superstitions of it, as if baseball didn't need more superstitions. Um, um, speaking of superstitions, and uh, as far as things go, uh, MLB also came out. Uh, the commission came out with a statement and said they're not juicing the baseballs. There's no change uh, as far as they go. Uh, do you believe them? I mean, I, I – I can't say either way because they, you know, they've done it before and it's, it's happened and they've been guilty of it. But I mean, people just kind of fail to realize too, that guys are just getting bigger and stronger and uh, sports medicine's way better. Training methods are way better. And these guys, like they're getting more like into like analytics and like, Oh, you need to like swing at this, like certain angle to create better launch angles. Guys like are creating better launch angles when they swing and, you know, they're just, they're training and their practice message is so more in depth and the technology allows them to kind of explore stuff like that to where they, you know, switch little things up to where they're better, you know, and they have more knowledge of that stuff now. So I don't know. Could they be juicing the balls? Yes. But it's also, the technology is better and guys are just getting more athletic and getting better and are able to like learn how to do stuff now better with computers and stuff. So yeah, I don't know. It could be a little bit of both, but I'm not going to, you know, actually it's funny you say that a little bit of both is probably the the reasonable answer (laughs) to be perfectly honest. And and, and, and actually you're the first person I hear say it. I love it. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, you know, it's probably in a little bit of both. You're absolutely right. You're, the, the science behind these has been crazy. Um, obviously, the, the weird thing that I learned, I didn't know baseball actually owned Rawlings as far as, uh, uh, as far as a, a property goes. So like they control the people that make the baseball. So it's kind of one of those things where they're not going to poop on themselves as, uh, as far as that goes, right? 
Yeah. You want to hear another? So, speaking yeah. of baseball, you want to hear another like really interesting stat? So it's it. it's hometown related. Call me a homer, whatever. But uh, you know how how Max Kepler's been like extremely like just on a hot like pace right now. So yeah. the the Cleveland pitcher that he faced last night, he's hit five consecutive home runs against that against that pitcher that he's faced like all of his all of his hits off that off that pitcher are have been home runs like five consecutive it was off of Trevor Bauer that's funny I saw I saw that stat and I, I like I like I like tweaked out a little bit when I uh when, when I looked at it I said that can't be right is it and and uh and yeah, it's uh, it's super funny. And then uh, again, otherwise, you know, I think he also had a, a walk somewhere in there. But as far as uh, matching at bats, yeah, five for five. And then uh, there was uh, uh, Tommy Weida contributor to the show. Uh, he snuck out a uh, a tweet on there with uh, with a, a screen cap of the uh, one of the at bats where he struck him out, and he, and he turned back. He, I think he said it looked like he said, "I got him finally," or something like that. Uh, so, I mean, it was one of those things where, uh, it's super funny. I, yeah, you talk about owning somebody, that's, um, that's, that's one way to really get inside somebody's head, I think, uh, especially when a stat like that gets kind of shown out there. So, yeah, cool, uh, cool hometown stat. Absolutely all about it. Uh, Twins did not complete the comeback today, um, but, uh, but they did take uh, two out of three out of the series. Uh, and keep us at, uh, I think that's six and a half up, if, I, if, uh, if my mental math is serving me right. Uh, you know, we're, we're back. We're on the second half of the stretch here. we still got um, big games uh, towards the end of the month against the Yankees as far as if you really want to test ourselves. Um, obviously, this series on the road in Cleveland was a good uh, good measuring stick there as far as it goes. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you think the Twins need to do to really uh, solidify their position and, and be competitive uh, in that AL? Uh, they need to get more pitching, like they need to make the trades. But no, I think they're, I think they're still in a good spot. They had a lot of people injured recently. You know, those guys are starting to come back, and obviously they're not going to keep up the pace that they were keeping up earlier this year. But they're they're winning the games that they have to, and they're winning the tough games that you know are happening when they're not hitting the home runs and stuff. So. I think they're in a good spot. They also, I believe after the Yankees series, they have like the easiest schedule in baseball after that. So I think they'll be fine. Sweet. Now that, that now we just don't have to uh, assume and hope that we don't play the Yankees in the, uh, in the, uh, in, in the playoffs though. That's uh, always seems to be a bane uh, for us when it comes down to it. Uh, right now also, if they were to start up, I believe uh, Yankees would have that uh, home field, but we got to, couple of games, uh, I guess, a couple of games in hand. Um, yeah. Any, uh, let's see. Uh, so we touched on the Twins there, touched on that. Uh, let's see. That kind of that kind of went through all my topics there. Like, do you want to run through and do a real MVP? Do you got one lying around if I play the sounder? I do not know, unfortunately. I guess maybe just right. to the people at the Armory, uh, Rob Lear Productions and all the people putting on these great shows, like the fighters, you know, coming out and entertaining us. Uh, 
I guess that'll be my real MVP. All those people for making making our uh, our lives and our side pastimes fun, giving us like content to do this type of stuff with, letting us yeah, you know, oh, yeah. in on it. Very cool. So very cool. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we, it's been it's been really cool being at these events. And uh, and being able to get that view, um, I know I I talked to to Ryan, and it's not like you're gonna get maybe a little write up, and maybe we'll uh, currently the website is just linking directly to the Blog Talk podcast there as far as it goes. So if uh, if you did have any questions, you can always uh, hit us up on the email um, uh, or the twitters uh, that are on the um, that are on the show bios there. Um, Let's see. I know Ryan's going to be uh, having a lot of more content coming up with the uh, with the WrestleCast podcast. Uh, AEW's fight uh, for the Fallen uh, event uh, occurred, uh, and I'm sure he's going to have a crazy. Uh, him and Alex will have a crazy wrap up of that. Uh, I'm sure there's lots of uh, G1 talk with the New Japan Pro Wrestling, as well as uh, I think there's that Peter Pan show, which is always a really weird name for me, but uh, you know it's supposed to be a big show for Peter one of the uh, over. Peter yeah, Pan wrestling yeah. show? It's, no, it's like uh, not like not like people in tights, but like uh, it's just called Peter Pan. Um, the Lost that, Boys that, are the Lost Boys in it. <laughs> Rufio is Rufio uh, in no. it. Rufio, Rufio, no, Bangarang. Uh, no, Rufio is not in it. Um, but uh, but no, that's uh, that's DDT. It's like it's one of their bigger bigger shows um, as far as that goes. So. Um, yeah, they're, you know, they'll definitely have a lot of content coming out. So remember, you can always check them out. Uh, Elijah, anything you got to plug, anything you want to get in on, anything you want to say what up to shout outs, you got to pay any bills. I got no bills to pay. Good shout credit. Out to myself. Good credit. Shout out to myself for coming <laughs> out of the show. <laughs> yes. Shout you out, sir. We appreciate you coming on, sir. Uh, being my co-host for the night. Uh, to to Ryan, who's uh, obviously uh, maybe doing his Snorlax impression, uh, sleeping it off real good right now. Shout out to him. Um, yeah, I had to take Ryan a nap. For, uh, I had to take a nap yeah, you to know, come uh, to come on. I was tired, man. Dude, today, I didn't get home till like two brutal. o'clock last night. Uh, it was a brutal day. Absolutely. Yeah, Ryan I don't blame me you for taking all, a nap. Ryan keeping <laughs> me out all late and shit. Uh, yeah, uh, Gra- Grandpa E out past curfew. We're gonna put the uh, we're gonna get your life alert necklace next time. Uh, <laughs> I am Jordan Jessica. Uh You can hit me up by jump a conclusion on your old Xbox Live. You want to play some Black Ops because that's what I'm gonna do after the show, and then uh, jump a conclusion on Twitter as well. Uh, you have yourselves a wonderful night. Thanks for listening to Sportscast Radio with a little standing eight count. What's that?